0: This is the High School Football America podcast for March the 9th, 2020. I'm Jeff Fisher. All right, we're heading to South Georgia, one of the best areas in the country when it comes to high school football and when you talk about that area, you got to really talk about Valdosta. Two high schools there, Valdosta and Lowndes. The Wildcats of Valdosta, the winningest program all time in America when it comes to high school football victories. Uh, how good is the area? Well, last year, Lowndes finished number 16 in the High School Football America 100 national rankings. And the Cats, well, they climbed as high as number 41, owning a big victory early in the season over Colquitt County. And uh, it's it, it, it was a great year. And then came the end of the year in January. January, and all of a sudden, things got a little topsy-turvy down in Valdosta, as uh, Alan Rodmaker, who had uh, taken the uh, the program to a, a state championship in his first year, well, the school board fired him by a vote of five to four, and then they took another vote, <laughs> and they fired him again, if you will, and uh, it's been a mess, is the best way to put it, and uh, we uh, got uh, Phil Jones from uh, Fox Sports Radio in Valdosta reached out to me, I think it was over the weekend, and, you know, we've been thinking about something to do here and clear it up a little bit because it is a mess in America's winningest program down there and Phil Jones who does the uh, uh, afternoon sports drive talk show uh, four to six uh, in Valdosta he's also the also the general manager of Fox Sports Radio uh, is on the line right now to kind of try and clear some things up in in the land of wins Uh, this one seems to be Phil uh, maybe a a big loss as it uh, as it relates to the fans because it is surely topsy-turvy down there welcome to the show
1: Hey, thanks, Jeff. I really appreciate you having me on the uh, the podcast. Yeah, it's um, it, it's been a crazy uh, two and a half, well, three weeks uh, uh, since this whole thing really got going with the dismissal of uh, Coach Rottermaker, and uh, we have not had one boring day <laughs> trying to follow this entire mess. So, so yeah, it's uh, been the, cr- the the single craziest uh, uh, thing that. I have ever covered, uh, and I've been covering high school football, as I know you have, for quite some time. Yeah, And, and nothing comes close.
0: Well, you know, and, and let's kind of, you know, I, I gave a little bit of a synopsis, but we want to dive a little bit deeper on this. Uh, you know, this is not a situation where Coach Rodemaker wasn't a winner, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and we know the importance of football in Valdosta. So kind of set the stage here. How, how does a guy go from winning a state championship in his first year to being fired several years later?
1: Good question. And that's kind of the same question that everybody here has asked. Uh, I believe 36-17, uh, 30, um, and 17, I believe, is Coach Rod's record uh, in his four years. That included um, a 12 and 4 mark in region play, which uh, the, the region that Valdosta competes in is, of course, uh, the Houston Counties Northside Warner Robins Lee County, which, of course, I think is uh, the state champion in Georgia Class 6A two of the last three years. So, Coach Rottermaker certainly had the record, had the winning record, had the Cats playing well. Um, now. Uh, A couple of things worth pointing out. Um, Despite the overall uh, good record and winning percentage, Coach Rod had failed to defeat uh, the Crosstown rival, uh, the Lowndes High Vikings, three consecutive seasons. Um, And then in the playoffs, uh, the Cats made an early exit um, last couple of years, and uh, it was to teams like last year, it was to Richmond Hill. Nothing against Richmond Hill, but Valdosta fans felt like that was a, a game that Valdosta should have won. So, uh, a couple of uh, you know situations there that could have led to the ousting, but it was very much uh, a shock when we all got the uh, the message. Uh, and for me, it was on a, uh, a Tuesday night following the uh, the Valdosta uh, City Board of Education's meeting where they had voted five to four to not renew the contract to Coach Rodemaker. And I remember I got the Uh, The text that night, uh, uh, roughly around 10 o'clock soon after the the meeting had uh, adjourned and uh, word was leaking out that Coach Rods, uh, or how the board had voted not to extend Rod's contract. And, uh, Jeff, I wound up answering calls, answering texts, talking to people until 4 a.m. that morning. And then, of course, after a couple hours sleep, it just started right back up that Wednesday morning. And to be very honest with you, Jeff, it has not stopped since then, and, and I'll be happy to, you know, to, to, to talk about it further as far as the, the details and, and the who's who. There have been a, a, quite a few candidates that have come through the door uh, and have gone right out the door. Uh, up to this point.
0: Well, it's a mess, and and certainly any new coach is going to want to know what that mess is and how to fix that mess. Bill Jones is on the line. uh, Fox Sports Radio, Valdosta (laughs) in South Georgia on the podcast talking about uh, a head scratcher, as as I called it at the top. Uh, Alan Rodemaker, the the head coach at Valdosta, is no longer there. They not only uh, got rid of him the night you were talking about, then they kind of went back and re-looked at it, and maybe that's the next thing we go to. So uh, as you said, uh, everybody scratching their head trying to figure out why coach rod was let go right at the beginning although you have some reasons you gave there now they go back a second time i know there's lawyers involved so set that up what what happened was there was there any hope that that maybe that 5 to 4 dismissal vote was going to be turned around the second time
1: yeah so the first vote came on january the 28th and of course uh, the the whole community i think the board maybe underestimated the groundswell of support that Coach Rodemaker received, and uh, again, people were very, very outspoken. And when I say people, I'm talking about longtime Wildcat supporters. Jeff, you mentioned the fact at the onset that that Valdos is the winningest football program in the United States of America. That's not lost on these longtime Wildcat supporters. Who, I mean, you've got people that have not missed a game. I'm not talking about a home game. I'm talking about home and away in 20 plus years. And a lot of those people not only lend their voice, but they lend their money. Well, maybe not lend is the word, but they (laughs) give their money. And they they give a lot of money. And I can tell you, after the vote, first vote, people were were pretty, uh, again, outspoken, saying, you're not going to get another red dime from me, ever. And to this point, they have have kept that promise. Um, So, The groundswell of support was there. People were outspoken. So uh, the board agreed to take another vote on it on February the 11th. So roughly you're talking about a couple of weeks that had passed since the previous vote. And um, it almost, that vote almost didn't happen. Um, There was a motion there at the beginning um, to to not even take a, a vote. And a couple of the board members resisted that they elected to, to, go forward with another vote. Uh, it went five, four against coach Rottermaker. It is worth pointing out that, um, the five board members that, uh, voted against coach Rottermaker are all African-American. Uh, the four members that voted for coach Rottermaker to renew his contract are all white members. So people can make of that what they want. um, and again, the, the 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 supporters, and there are many, for Coach Rodemaker, not just on a personal level, but again, from strictly from a competitive standpoint, what he was able to do with Baldasta. Um, yeah, I mentioned the region schedule earlier that Valdosta had had maintained and had done pretty well at during Coach Rodemaker's tenure. Jeff, Coach Rod and Baldasta had elected to keep on the schedule a lot of the teams that they had built up a uh, a pretty good rivalry with, mm-hmm. that includes Colquitt County, that includes Tiff County, that includes the Crosstown Rival Lounds, and all those are seven, eight schools. Yep. So you're talking about bigger schools, a classification higher, um, but Coach Rod wanted to keep those teams on the schedule. They, Like I said, they were the pretty good rivals of Valdosta. So not only was – you know, Valdosta playing uh, what was the the toughest, you know, one of the toughest schedules is just for the region, but going out of the region made Valdosta's schedule arguably the toughest in the state.
0: Hmm. No, absolutely so, agree with that. But, yeah. It, yeah, it helps in the algorithm when we do the the rankings. That's one of the reasons the cats can get that mm-hmm. high. I'm sorry, I didn't want to cut you off, but that's an important point. That they do play that.
1: Yeah. So to, to go back and, and it kind of you know closes the the the, the question. So yeah, February the 11th, the second vote was taken, <clears throat> and uh, again the results were the same. And um, I know Coach Rodemaker does have uh, I think some I think he has his lawyers involved um, in a discrimination suit. Um, and that's where that's at. But I think the, any hopes of Coach Rodemaker coming back have been dashed.
0: Yeah, that's where I was going to go next with that question. Um, Phil Jones is on the line, uh, does uh, an afternoon uh, talk show on Fox Sports Radio in Valdosta, the afternoon sports drive 4 to 6 if you're driving through the area. Check it out. And uh, he's, he's talking about uh, what's going on in the uh, winningest city in America, uh, no doubt about it, and then you throw Louds on top of that. You guys got a lot of football wins between those two schools there. And um, since I'm not going to ask you the question about, you know, is there a chance, I I guess we go to the next question of, you know, you said some people have come through the door and then turned right around and walked out the door. So what's going on there in the the hiring process, if you will?
1: Okay. So once it was, uh, it looked fairly certain that, uh, you know, Coach Rodemaker had pretty much exhausted any opportunities to try to, you know, get his job back, uh, which were, were pretty futile to begin with but hey coach rod is a fighter uh and he and he said uh that he was going to fight for his job and he did unfortunately uh again the board you know didn't agree as far as um him wanting to come back so once the final or the second vote was taken and again it looked like uh you know we could pretty much concede that coach rod's uh tenure was done about us well then um the, the the board had turned their attention to trying to find a replacement and uh, start the interview process and that that pretty much began uh in earnest i guess today would be this is the third the start of the third week that we've had uh, candidates uh lined up for the uh for the interview process and pretty much every candidate has come through the door and or inquired and have had conversations with the board and the search committee. And to this point, there has been uh, uh, no success. Those, those candidates have either, um, you know, been dismissed. Um, Thank you very much. Appreciate your time, but we're going to move on or they themselves have, uh, they've turned down the opportunity, uh, you know, for a second interview. So that's just to, to be very honest with you. The best, of my knowledge, there have been approximately 13 identifiable mm-hmm. candidates. And as of this morning, there remains roughly two viable, identifiable candidates who we think remain interested in the job. And there is some interest, I think, on the board side, um, to at least keep them in the uh, in the hunt for right now. Well,
0: this is simply amazing, and really kind of points at what kind of upheaval this this caused. Obviously, Phil Jones on the line. Let me ask you this: um, as you kind of Put out those numbers. I mean, how surprised are you? I mean, this is a coveted job. This is the winningest high school football program in America all time. Nine hundred plus victories. You would think the 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 line out the door would
1: be pretty darn long. No question, Jeff. The program speaks for itself. Its history speaks for itself. You know, you're talking about legends that have come through, and if Coach Valdosta. Um, right Baysmore, um, you know, just just to begin, uh, Right Baysmore. You got Nick Hyder, um, and 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 the list, the list goes on and on. Seventeen coaches uh, have coached at Valdosta um, ever since Turner Rockwell started the program in 1912. And um and like I said, it is the who's who uh of coaching, uh as far as, you know, people that are well known in, in, in really in in high in high school uh football, whether it's you know in Georgia, South Georgia or, or or anywhere in the country, you know, I tell the story and you can probably agree with me on this. Um anywhere in the country if you got say a Valdosta Wildcats hat on or a T shirt on or if you get into a conversation and you mention that you're from Valdosta, chances are somebody, if they keep up with football, chances are somebody's going to say, "Oh, that's the place where they they've got the really good football program." <laughs> yep. You know. And how many programs can you say that about? You know, if you can run into somebody at LAX. And they'd be able to identify where you are because of the football program. Not many, of no, course.
0: There's only one M- 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 Maslin out out of Ohio. That would be okay. it. That would be it. Aside from Valdosta. Okay.
1: All right. I, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and so, um. So again, the 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 program, its history, um, certainly speaks for itself. However, I think what happened with Coach Rodemaker how it happened, um. It also has certainly, uh, you know, gained a lot of attention. And Jeff, as you know, within the the, the coaching, you know, community and that brethren, there, you know, the word spreads pretty quickly. And coaches talk, and mm-hmm. hey, you know, Coach Rod was let go. They can't, and these are, you know, from some of the people I think that are pretty close to the situation. Um, uh, you know, and some have even interviewed, have said, you know. Can't really get a solid answer on why Coach Rod was let go. And you can imagine any coach coming in if he, if he goes, you know, uh, 10 and whatever, 10 and one or, or nine and one, and, you know, you make the playoffs. And that was another thing about Coach Rod, in addition to, to having the state championship in his first year, he led the Cats to the playoffs every year thereafter. Um, so you have to ask yourself if you're a candidate coming in, you know, what's it going to take for me? Mm hmm. Uh, you know, to, to, to be deemed successful and to keep my job. The one thing they do in Georgia, Jeff, of course, the high school coach is uh, is a teacher, uh, has that teaching certificate, and he, like every other non-administrative position in Georgia in the education system, uh, is on a one-year, uh, one year-to-year renewable contract. So, in other words the, the your, your job, your position goes before the board every year, and uh, they decide whether to renew your contract for another year to keep you on or, or like it was in the Coach Rodmaker's case, um, not to renew your contract. Mm-hmm. Still, so that, that's got to be tough. Yeah, um, yeah like
0: you said, I think the biggest thing you said there, and I think this is so true, knowing the coaching profession like we both do, uh, people talk. And uh, certainly there is stuff swirling around this that uh, are being said in text messages and phone calls and all that, making it a little bit tough. Phil Jones is on the line, Fox Sports Radio in Valdosta. He's on the air from 4 to 6 in the afternoon, the afternoon sports drive. And, you know, Phil, so, so you got this horrible thing happening on one side of the town in the Wintersville Classic, right, at Valdosta. It's a mess. And then on the other side, <laughs> you, you've got Lowndes, who has a, a, a legend step down, and in comes a guy that I know very well who will be on the podcast podcast tomorrow by the way at lounge and that's uh jamie dubose who is a known as a winner in alabama coming to georgia uh boy you talk about a uh you know two opposites right
1: <laughs> well yeah yeah jeff you're absolutely right randy mcpherson the the longtime coach at lounge <laughs> um you know had uh indicated that he was going to resign and uh when he did um uh, I, if i'm not mistaken i believe they immediately identified uh, coach jamie debose uh, as the guy that they wanted mm-hmm. um they interviewed him um had an off site interview and um and he was hired so you're right there was uh you couldn't you couldn't have uh two polar opposite scenarios with the way the lounge job uh an open coaching position was handled versus this and Again, Jeff, you're, you're talking about the winningest high school football program in the country. This is the job that most coaches would just give everything. You know, this is the one job. You know, any coach will tell you, boy, if I could coach and be the head coach at Valdosta High School, then I would. You know, uh, you can knock one off the bucket list. Mm-hmm. I think most coaches would say that, but okay. but not in this case
0: yeah i i agree with that and you know the other thing phil that i think and and as i said i've i've kept up this with this by reading online because that's what the internet does for you you are able to be connected all around the world but you know what seems to me not to ever show up in a story because of the mess of the firing of coach Routemaker is the kids so can you shed a little light on that because you've got a winningest program in America right now without a head football coach I'm sure they've got some interims in there and some guys doing the jobs in the weight room but but has that been talked about at all because that seems to be at least from my outsider perspective something I haven't really heard a whole lot about.
1: Yeah, it has been been talked about. Now, um, the, the the cats are grateful to have some really good assistance. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll mention uh, Demario Jones, who I believe has been the director. And this may not be his exact title, um, but I know that uh, most of the programs, uh, at least here in South Georgia, the bigger schools, the six A, seven A schools. Um, have a head coach, but then they'll have a coach designated as a director of football operations mm-hmm. um, uh, that that really is kind of in charge of all the the nuts and the bolts, the weight, you know, making sure the kids stay on task with weightlifting, um, their their grades, tutoring if necessary, you know, uh, assisting in scheduling, <clears throat> you know, that kind of thing. So at Valdosta, they've got Demario Jones who really has been the guy, along with Josh Crawford, offensive coordinator, and also considered a candidate for the job. Uh, I know those two guys in particular have done a great job of, of keeping everybody together to making sure the kids you know, stay on task. But uh, I've also been told that the morale uh, certainly is down a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's no reflection on what, what kind of job the assistants are doing. It's a reflection, though, of these kids being subjected to to everything else that we're all hearing, which does anybody really want this job? And you know, kids are very resilient. We know that, but at the same time, they need leadership. They want leadership. They want guidance, and uh, that's lacking right now. Yeah, um, and, and, and that, yeah no, that, that, that's that's no, that's again not taking any kind of shot at, at any of the assistants. They're great men. They're great coaches. Uh, Coach Crawford and, and Demario Jones are, but. You know, there needs to be a head coach um, because, uh, again, these kids, they need the figurehead of a high school uh, head football coach to lead the program. They don't have that right now.
0: Yeah. Phil Jones on the line, Fox Sports Radio, out of Aldosta. You can check him out in the afternoons, on the afternoon sports drive, four to six. And I guess the the best way to wrap this up, you kind of hinted at it hinted at it a little bit earlier, which is here we are, three weeks later, really not a long list of, of people in line for this job. Uh, Georgia does have spring football and and all that good stuff. Um, where does this end? Meaning, when do you get a coach? And you can kind of go on and work on working toward a thousand victories.
1: Well, that is the, uh, the 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 million dollar question, Jeff. Uh, again, I mentioned earlier that I believe this is the so this will begin the third week uh, of the true active search for a coach. Um, in other words, the uh, this will be the third week where uh, we start off a, a Monday looking at, okay, who are the candidates, you know, who's coming in for an interview. Uh, and I do want to make sure that I, that I add, um, I, you know, I, I've got, you know, some, some pretty pretty good information. I think some folks who are close to the situation who kind of fill me in. Does that mean I know everything that's going on 100%? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm sure there are some things that uh, they're probably just outside the board, uh, those nine board members, and maybe the superintendent that nobody knows about. Um, But for the most part, I think that what has happened, you know, we've been pretty much on top of and been able to uh, uh, accurately report. So, again, you're talking about 13 candidates that uh, collectively over the last couple of weeks and now ending the third week have been involved in this process. Um, Again, this is Monday, kicking off the third week. We have the best, uh, um, to, to the best of my knowledge, Jeff, we've got right now two or three viable candidates who I assume will be interviewed at some point uh, today, tomorrow. Um, I'll I'll, I'll add this. So going back a couple of weeks ago, the initial plan was for interviews to begin and be done on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, with the hopes of a, a decision being made Say on that Thursday, or Friday. Well, that was in that went into last week. Um, you've got the next scheduled board meeting tomorrow night. So, the plan all along was to take a couple of weeks and be ready to um, um, have a candidate that the superintendent could take to the board and recommend to be hired. That's the way the process works, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, superintendent uh, does the interviewing. Superintendent feels like, hey, we've got our guy. I'm going to take this to the board. I'm going to recommend that we, and I do want to add, too, going back for a second, to Coach Rodemaker, Um, The superintendent about Asta, um, Dr. Todd Kaysen, had indeed recommended to the board that they renew the contract of Coach Rodemaker.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yes. Yes. I think that's important to, to, to point out. Interesting. Uh, and and usually, Jeff, the board will go with the superintendent's recommendation, but only that they did not in that case. Mm-hmm. So, again, though, and, and, you know, given the the current state of affairs, that that process would, of course, still remain the same. Uh, the superintendent would uh, will go to the board, recommend a um, uh, a candidate that he feels uh, is worthy of being named the next head coach, and then, of course, the board will take a vote on it. And I know that they had wanted to have that done. And ready to announce a new head coach at Valdosta with the next board meeting, which again is tomorrow, tomorrow night. And well, unless there is, uh, to use some 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 football vernacular and how appropriate here, Jeff, mm-hmm. unless there is a Hail Mary. <laughs> Uh, I don't see that happening.
0: Well, that's where I was going to go next because what what is the, I mean, does your school board, where I'm from in Pennsylvania, you know, it's, it varies from every two weeks to a month. I mean, what does the regularly scheduled board meeting look like? So, in other words, if they don't get it done with that Hail Mary tomorrow night, is, are are they waiting another month? Can they do an emergency meeting to, to hire the coach? What, what does that kind of look like?
1: Yeah, so they meet uh, twice a month, I believe it is. Okay. Um, I believe it's the second, and I guess the fourth Tuesday. And don't quote me on that, but I think yeah. that's I think that's the case. So, yeah, I would think that if there's not a coach ready to be named tomorrow by tomorrow, then they would then shoot for the you know the following board meeting. I, which uh, would be another two weeks
0: and and then the, just kind of the uh, the what if as you said you know coach Rodemaker is, is kind of done with his hopes i mean there's probably like you said the the legal thing that's going to go on there that's that's completely different to him remaining as the head coach but um when what do you think it's going to be i'm i'm sure when they get to the point where they're going to vote on a new co- head coach how do you think the community is going to turn out at that or do you think they're just going to be well you know okay we're going to we're going to wait back and see or do you think there's going to be some more activity at the school board meeting <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, no, listen, th- this thing has, has certainly captured the attention of uh, those that, of course, uh, have always been um, regular attendees of the board meetings. But now, you, above and beyond that, you've got the attention of practically everyone. Um, and, of course, I, I know that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I'll tell you just how how impactful this whole thing is. The last board meeting they had, they had to move it, to the Performing Arts Center, hmm. um, which is located at the old campus of Valdosta High. They just recently built a new high school, uh, Valdosta High School did. Um, but they've maintained the, the Performing Arts Center building at the previous location, which is it's fine. It's in, um, it's in good condition. But they moved the board, last board meeting to that location. It was packed. And I would assume that the seating capacity is probably around... I would say 800 maybe, maybe just a little bit less than 1,000. I'm just guessing there. Um, And I would assume that, and I haven't heard this, but I would think that the next board meeting would have to be held at uh, um, another separate In the the stadium. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you never know where this thing is going. But no, no, no. It has gotten the attention uh, of, if if, if they follow sports, and, of course, a lot of people do, some – more thoroughly, and some are more passionate about it than others. We know that, but I mean, let's face it. In a year, you know, what are the most you know highly attended um, you know meetings in the in the public, you know, whatever that is? Uh, and of course, it's high school football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nowhere else are you going to have you know 12,000 people gathered in one venue in one 3, three hour period. So it's got the attention of everyone. Everyone is certainly keeping up with this thing. And it has been uh, understood by many people, Jeff. And I think that even the, I believe the superintendent is on the record for saying this. Now, again, I'm not exactly sure of that. But everyone to a man agrees that this is the most important hire in Valdosta high school football history.
0: That's a big statement. That is a very big well, statement.
1: It is. It is. And, and again, I don't. Uh, but but I don't think it's. It is a big statement. But I don't think it's overstating it. Because you're talking about a a, a very fragile um, community right now. That has been wounded. Uh, the psyche is very fragile right now because of the way the vote went. Those are. A lot of people questioning, you know, what was the motive? Uh, if there's something that we don't know, then tell us. <clears throat> and I think the, the ambiguity and the, the lack of knowledge, the lack of knowing the real reasons why the assumptions made as to why Coach Rod was let go, which I, I briefly mentioned that earlier, uh, when you take a look at how the vote went and who voted how. and There's just a lot of things now that have made this um, probably a lot bigger than it should be, and I don't mean to understate the importance uh, of the hire at all. But I mean it's uh, whoever it would be under any circumstances it's going to be an important decision. I mean again, it's the head football coach, right? But given what I've explained to you, uh, uh, and that's just barely scratching the surface, Jeff. Um, yeah, for those and a lot of other reasons, it's going to. You know, this is going to be a very, very important hire because I'll tell you this. Not only do you have to have a guy that's good at the X's and O's, that's the obvious, but you've got to have a guy that's going to be able to rally this community who's going to have to go out and get this support back. He's going to have to go to the old school supporters and say, look, I understand that you have withdrawn your support, and you you said that that's going to be you know uh, forever. But I need you. This program needs you. These kids need you. And that's what this community, really, this football program is, is going to have to have. You're going to have to have a guy that not only knows the X's and O's and how to draw up a, a great game plan, but you've got to have a guy now who's got to draw up a great a game plan for simply gaining the trust back yeah, within got, the, uh, the Valdosta Wildcats support. It's got to be and, a uh, salesman. and
0: that's that's huge that that is absolutely huge and then i'll leave with the with this little statement and you can go off of the statement so you you mentioned that coach rodemaker didn't you know had trouble there beating the crosstown rivals in the wintersville classic right and that was one of the reasons losing three in a row what happens to the new head coach that doesn't get it done against
1: Lowndes in 2020 that's a great question <laughs> uh, i will add this um the The talent that the cupboard is not bare at Valdosta. Um, in fact, you, you've got so, some pretty good talent that's coming back. Valdosta did lose Tate Rottamaker, who yes, that's the coach's son, who signed with Florida State University. Uh, he broke just about every passing record on the books at Valdosta, and you're talking about a lot of great signal callers that, <laughs> that have come through Valdosta. <laughs> John Lastinger, Buck Belue, John Bond, um, you know, and the, and the list goes on and on. So, even with that, though, you've got a couple of uh, who pro- the probably the top two receivers um, in the region, if not the state. So, point being, the cover does not bear. You're going whoever takes the job is going to have a great team to 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 coach. But again, there is so much more. That is going to have to come from, and it's going to be expected uh, from whomever the new head coach is going to be. And right now, we are uh, we are not anywhere close to knowing who that is.
0: Well, it's a shame because, uh, as I said at the top, one of the, the, the best spots for high school football in America. I, I I feel pretty confident in saying on the public school side, it may be the best, the Trinity Leagues in, in Southern California, the, the the Big North in New Jersey, the, the, the Washington Catholic Athletic Conference. Those are great football areas, but this is public schools, and I, I think you guys uh, ha- have a pretty good uh, <laughs> hold on the top spot there. Phil, we really appreciate you joining. Uh, joining us and and shedding a little bit of light on it Uh, quite honestly as a as not only a supporter of high school football it's it's a little disheartening that it's at this point because it's supposed to be about the kids and teaching kids lessons and I don't know if this is necessarily the best lesson to teach kids but you've done a great job of lining things up for us tonight and then kind of giving us your opinion on it so we appreciate your time
1: absolutely Jeff but again thanks so much for having me
0: Again, thanks to Phil Jones of Fox Sports Radio in Valdosta, Georgia. He's on the afternoon sports drive, four to six during the weekdays. So check him out. And we mentioned during the uh, start of the podcast that Lounge finished number sixteen in the high school football America national rankings last year. Uh, Valdosta climbing as high as number forty-one in the national rankings before a uh, regular season loss and a earlier than expected exit from the postseason back in uh, 2016 when they won the state championship the cats finishing number 30 in the high school football america national rankings you've been listening to the high school football america podcast i'm jeff fisher